Asante came to TurboTax after graduating from culinary school and landing a job in the hottest kitchen in town. My hands are full all day, every day. I love it. Asante, as your TurboTax expert, I'll make your moves count, guaranteeing 100% accurate filing and your maximum refund. Sound good? Yes, expert! Switch to Intuit TurboTax and make your moves count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I'm Jane Perrone and this is part four of Trailing Plants Week. I'm getting a great response to this little series of mini episodes and I'm loving the way that everyone's sharing photos of their trailing plants. So do hit me up with some photos. You'll find me on Twitter at Jane Perrone. Drop me a line to ontheledgepodcast at gmail.com or join the Facebook group Houseplant Fans of On The Ledge. Today's trailing plant is a little bit different from the ones we've featured in previous days. It's Epicia cupriata, also known as the flame violet, and you might sometimes see it known as the peacock plant or the chocolate soldier plant too. Now, the cupriata part in the Latin name, that is refers to its coppery leaves, There are many, many hybrids of this plant and it comes in a variety of colours and shades. But basically the leaves are hairy and beautifully variegated from the deepest coppery black with silvery veins to variegations with cream and white and green to reds and pinks. There is just a world of flame violets to discover out there. And as ever, check out the show notes. I'll link to some really good pages showing you many different varieties, specifically the Gesneriad Reference Web, which has a great page on Apicia hybrids and species. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you'll remember that I sowed some mixed Apicia seeds from Chilton Seeds back in the spring for the On The Ledge Sow Along. And my plants are doing really nicely now. I've got them potted up in a group in two different containers and they're looking mighty fine. Again, show notes are where to go and see some photos of them. These plants are members of the Gesneriad family, as I've already indicated, and they're close relatives of the African violet. They have the same kind of hairy leaves and the same rule applies about getting their leaves wet. Avoid it at all costs. So when you're watering, either water from the bottom and allow the pot to soak up the water or water very carefully from the top and making sure not to get those leaves splashed. In terms of light, well, the brighter the light, the better the colour you're going to get on the leaves, but avoid any direct sunlight because they just don't like that. Really, if you've got African violets or any other kind of gesneriads such as streptocarpus or primulinas, these should be fine growing in a similar spot. Somewhere with lots of light, a north-facing windowsill, if it's a big window, might be fine. And of course, you can always supplement with a grow light if you're worried they're not getting enough light. These plants do thrive in quite high levels of humidity and it's obvious why when you look at where they're from. 
There are Central American plants, so places like Ecuador, Colombia, Venezuela and so on, where you'll find them creeping along the ground and spreading themselves about. They also grow very, very well as trading plants. And in fact, if you look at the show notes, sorry to keep going on about them, but they are a great resource. You will find that there's a picture from Dale Martins back in the Gisneriad special episode showing some flame violets dramatically trailing. So do use that as your inspiration if you fancy trying these plants. If you're wondering about potting mix for these, if you can get hold of an African violet specialist mix, then that's ideal. If not, just use regular houseplant compost, maybe add a little bit of grit or perlite to improve drainage, but they do need a reasonably fertile soil. They shouldn't be planted in cactus compost or anything like that. So when these are growing in their native environment, they're spreading along the ground via stolons. And at the end of the stolons, little plantlets will develop. And that's one of the major traits of this plant, how easy they are to propagate. Because you can take off any of those plantlets and pot them up and they will go away and you've got a new plant. I haven't done much to supplement the humidity on these plants but if you find that your plant is struggling, it might be worth considering putting it in a terrarium. They do very well in terrariums and vivariums. And bear in mind that the warmer the temperatures you have, the higher the humidity needs to be. So don't try growing them in very hot and dry air conditions because they just won't be happy in that kind of setup. They do like quite warm temperatures too. Really, in the wintertime, you wouldn't want the temperature in their room to drop below about 17 or 18 degrees centigrade. That's about 65 Fahrenheit, because you might find then you start losing leaves. If they do start looking miserable in winter because you can't keep that kind of temperature up, then there's an easy solution, which is just to take some cuttings and start with new plants in the springtime. This is easy, as I say, because they do produce these stolons. And as I found, they're also very easy to produce from seed. I sprinkled mine on some seed compost back in February and then pricked them out once they had got a couple of sets of leaves. And even though some of them were really quite neglected in my outside potting shed, they still managed to come back from the dead and have done really rather well. So if you want to get lots of apicias and don't want to spend that much money, do look at getting some apicia seed. I'll include a link in the show notes to the Chiltern Seeds pack that I got, which cost about £3.65, which is a total bargain for the number of plants I got. I can't really understand why these plants aren't more popular because those leaves are absolutely gorgeous. They can stand up to any variegated plant as far as I'm concerned when it comes to the beauty of the variegation. They do have flowers too, though. These come in a range of colours. They can be yellow, they can be purple, they can be kind of orangey, but the classic colour is red. Mine haven't flowered yet. I'm waiting to see what colour they're going to be. But if you want specific flower colours, then you are going to have to source particular cultivars. In the UK, I haven't really found a source to do that, unfortunately. If you're lucky enough to be in the US, then Violet Barn are a brilliant seller of African violets, apicias and more. And they have a nice selection of hybrids that you can buy. And if you get involved in the Gesneriad Society, that's a great way of getting hold of apicia seed through their seed scheme. That wraps up apicias for today. I'll be back tomorrow with part five, Peperomia prostrata. See you then. Bye. The music you heard in this episode was Roll Jordan Roll by the Joy Drops. 
licensed under Creative Commons. See my website for details.